0: America has finally gotten a taste of their own medicine and apparently they do not like the taste. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't like this. This is not what we signed up for. Do you know who we are? We are the United States of America. You better act in line. But whoever is dishing out the doors could not care any less. Who are we talking about? We're talking about China. Now, for a long time, America has always acted um, towards China with some form of aggression um, and because America sometimes feel threatened by how fast China has risen its place in not just the global economy, but geopolitics and the influence that China is amassing in different parts of the world and different presidents have tried to build that relationship but unfortunately it just looks like it's tumbling down and at this moment nothing can be done to save that relationship listen to this
1: a number of times uh, that he believes in the importance of open lines of communication with the prc and we have sought to build out those open lines of communication unfortunately and, and separate just from this uh question of shangri La, and i will get to that in just a minute uh, we've had a lot of difficulty uh, in terms of when we have uh, proposed phone calls, proposed meetings, dialogues, whether that's the Secretary, Chairman Milley, Admiral Aquilino, Dazdy Chase, uh, other both civilian and uniformed engagements. Uh, we have had uh, repeatedly have had those requests rejected or not answered. So uh, we have an, we, the United States and the Department of Defense, have had an outstretched hand Uh, on this question of military to military engagement and we have yet to have had uh, a consistently willing partner. The secretary did meet with uh, uh, General Lee's predecessor both at Shangri-La last year and in Cambodia on the margins of the ADMM plus, but separate from those engagements, uh, it's been very difficult. Uh, And we think it's important uh, both during peacetime and of course uh, during crisis to prevent misperception, miscalculation Uh, and to prevent uh, crises from spinning out of control Uh, and so uh, both as a to discuss how we think about uh, for instance uh, emerging domains and how we're conceiving of strategy in those which may have high escalatory potential to having forums to discuss uh, operational incidents and otherwise and again during crises and events we want to be able to communicate uh, in all of those ways and we think they're all important. Um, As it relates to Shangri Law in particular, uh, as you have, I'm sure, read, several weeks ago, uh, Secretary Austin um, and the Department of Defense initiated a request uh, to meet with uh, General Lee. Uh, That request has not been answered one way or another. Uh, We are aware of uh, what the PRC has said about the fact that General Lee is under KATSA sanctions. Um, What is uh, Indisputable is that those CAATSA sanctions have no legal or technical bearing on whether or not General Lee is able to meet with Secretary Austin uh, In Shangri-La. So that is not uh, The prohibition and frankly uh, the balls in their court at this point So we're going out to Shangri-La to hear uh, From a lot of allies and partners uh, and have open lines of communication uh, With leaders throughout the region. We think that's really important and we think it's important Uh, with the PRC as well, and uh, we hope they feel the same way, and we're still waiting to hear back.
0: So a little bit of background. Um, You know that when Donald Trump was president, America did not have the best relationship with China because of the trade war that um, America was having with China, and China is a big country with a population of close to a billion. They're self-sufficient, so China could not care less, and China also has friends all over the world, so it's not like china was cut out from the rest of the world and everything that it had access to markets people goods services and so when president joe biden came in office he said he was open to having more honest and upfront conversations with china and the two leaders met last year in november and they promised that they're going to have open communication lines between the two countries um, progress was being made until February when Secretary of State was supposed to visit China. However, a few days before that, the spy balloon or so is called was ported in America. And eventually it was shut down, but it raised a lot of questions of is China really being honest, is China being forthcoming? Why is China sending spy balloons? To America, China has not even taken any accountability or responsibility for it. And so this resulted to the Secretary of State cancelling his visit. And from that, it almost looks like all the communication channels are breaking down. So we are seeing government officials coming out and saying that they've been trying to reach China and have conversations. But China, Beijing, is not picking up the phone. Beijing is like... Uh, Who is it? America? No, thank you. This just says a lot about how China perceives America and also just how China wants to be treated by America. It's like they want to establish a very firm boundary of how far they're willing to go with America, but what lines they will not cross with America. And America is very keen saying they want to have conversations both in good times during peace and during crisis. And this can we can do some deductive thinking and say maybe it has something to do with Taiwan. We know that um, um, Vice President Kamala Harris has gone to Taiwan and we know how China feels about Taiwan, the independence and China threatening military action in Taiwan. And so, um, the Taiwan leader has come out and say peace is better than war, but obviously at the end of the day america will always have its interest in these things and so it complicates the whole equation it's a matter of wait and see if um the government officials are going to escalate the matter and maybe president joe biden is going to take it up with uh president xi jinping to try and fix the communication channels but so far we know china ain't picking up and that's about that and we will see how it goes you know china continues to grow china continues to um build its economy, its population is continuing to grow. Its influence in Africa continues to grow, you know, and these are things that do not sit well or comfortably with America. Because if you ask America, they would rather be the biggest economy in the world. They would rather have the biggest, um, the fastest, and biggest growing GDP in the world. They would rather have the most um, viable population and labor market. They would rather have The most influence in Africa where China is amassing that influence, but they're just using a different strategy. You know, Um, China has made its it's life goal to pick its friends and its enemies very carefully. You know, rarely do you see China involving itself in thieves and, and diplomatic roles. And rarely does it peak on people's fights. Unless you poke China, China stays away from, from other people's business. They stay minding their own business and building their own country. And when it comes to relating with other countries, they choose their friends very carefully. It would be immature and naive to say that. China does not get anything from their relationship with Africa. Of course, they benefit from being friends with Africa. Yes, they give us uh, money for development and stuff like that. But I'm just going to give you a practical example. They gave Kenya money to do the standard gauge railway, but in giving you money, they in the contract. The raw material comes from China. Part of the labor comes from China. So that money technically never leaves China. That money stays in China. And that's the strategy that they use. They invest in your country, but they're not investing in your country. They're investing in their country, right? Because they have excess, they need to export. And they give us- a very um, intelligent way of doing that. So can you imagine if you're doing a project or you give someone a billion dollars, two billion, 10 billion, 30 billion to do a project, but 70 or 80% of that money remains in your country because the raw materials that are used for that project come from your country um the labor that that is used for that project comes from your country you know the technology and technical know-how comes from your country that just technically means that that project was meant to benefit you and not benefit the people that you did it for but then again in doing that africa gets the infrastructure that it needs and china gets to export its excess in 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 labor in in material in finances And everybody is happy in La La Land it's a condition that many do not get to see on the contrary when America is giving you money the conditionalities are very glaring for you to see and if you miss them they're going to remind you you know they will remind you that the United States of America this is how they do things these are the rules that are coming with the money first of all you have to accept LGBTQ you have to be either pro-life or anti-life you have to support a b c and d you cannot do things this way you cannot work with so and so and then doing business with america becomes very complicated for many african countries particularly now that african leaders are beginning to see through that um i'm twisting and so china has managed to finesse its way on the continent and i don't know you tell me what you think do you read a lot into um china sort of cutting communication lines with america because think about it this way by the time government officials are coming out and saying that China is not picking up our calls, a lot is going on behind the scenes. It just means that you've been trying to reach them for a while and they're not picking. And it could be more than they're not picking. Maybe they've just made it categorically clear that from this point forward, we are not going to be engaging you. And you know, government, as usual, you doze it slowly, slowly, you don't shock the masses. America is at a very... um at a very it's it's at a tipping point because right now any political miscalculation could cost the current government a lot and could give um donald trump and desantis and the republican party mileage to go against the democrats so i mean tell me what you think in the comment section i'll see you again in the next video